Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 116, and this is God's Big Story. Season 2. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So welcome back boys and girls, I hope you had a wonderful weekend, but it's a new week and today we start a brand new book. Hi everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now, it's Marvin the Friendly Curious Cow. So Dave, a new book today, huh? So where are we going? Okay, well Marv, today we're going to Micah. Oh, we're leaving? Oh, that's exciting. Where are we going? What? Where are we going? You said we're going to your car. No, I said Micah. Yeah, your car. That's what I said. So where are we driving? Oh, okay. No, Marvin. I said we are going to be reading the book that's called Micah. M-I-C-A-H. Micah. Oh, I see. Oh, well, yeah, I do not know anything about that book, Dave. Oh, that's okay, Marv. In 14 days, you'll know all about it. But before we get to any of that, well, we all know what day it is. It's Monday, it's Monday, it's Bible Racing Monday. Where's that verse? What's that word? Find it fast and beat the herd. It's Monday, it's Monday, it's Bible Racing Monday. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Dave, do we owe anyone a badge yet? Aha, no we do not, Marvin. No one went faster than me. And you know, I'm going to try and keep it that way for as long as possible. Okay, yeah, until you have a stinker of a week, Dave, and then you're going to have to mail out like a hundred badges. Yeah, that is a possibility, Marv. So, yeah, pressure's on. Okay, well, let's see how you do this week. So, well, I guess seeing we're going to be reading Micah, well, let's race there. Mm, let's go for Micah chapter 7, verse 20. Okay, no problem. Micah 7, verse 20. Got it. So, yeah, I've got my Bible here. Yep, and I've got my stopwatch. So, Micah chapter 7, verse 20. Find it in 3, 2, 1, go. Okay, Ooh, I'm in Zephaniah. It's not too far away. There's Habakkuk, Nahum, Micah, Micah 7, verse 20. Uh, wrong page, Micah 7, verse 20. Where's 20? You. Oh, it wasn't terrible, Marvin, but it's not my best. How'd I do? Well, Dave, you found it in 15.42 seconds. Yeah, we might owe some people some badges this week. Okay, well, boys and girls, do I owe you a badge? You can let me know in all the usual ways. That's on Facebook via the website, woodendonkey.org, or you can email us at youth at edengrove.org. We will see. But, Marvin, let's get to Micah. And you know, any time we start a new book... Oh, we need a book introduction. Sit down, relax, let's have no interruptions. <laughs> it's time for book introduction. Yeah, it's me, the professor. <laughs> oh, that's a nice whistling, yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, professor. Okay, professor. So we are back in the Old Testament. What can you tell us about Micah? Okay, well, do you remember the questions that we always ask? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let me see. So, well, first up, who wrote it? Ah, yeah, that's right. Very good, Marv. Okay, so Micah, not surprisingly, was written by a prophet called Micah. 
<laughs> he lived in a place called Morshef Gath. That was about 25 miles southwest of Jerusalem. Yeah? Now, that was not a very important place. No kings or important politicians lived there. Yeah, it was a rural place. You know, lots of farmers. So, Micah may even have been a farmer too. Yeah, we don't know. But he was very concerned with, you know, the normal people and the poor people and how they were treated by the witches. Yeah? Ah! Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't the next question, you know, who he was writing to? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, Micah, like the other prophets we've read so far, is warning the people of Israel and Judah about what is going to happen. And a lot of what Micah said is directed to the powerful leaders who lived in the capital cities, yeah? Jerusalem in Judah to the south and Samaria in Israel to the north. Ah! Okay, great, Professor. And then kind of the third question is, you know, what's happening when Mike is writing all of this? Yeah, that's good, Dave. Okay, so we don't know if they knew each other or, you know, if they hung out to talk about the prophecy stuff, but Micah was around at the same time as Isaiah was doing his thing. Yeah, so that's when Ahaz was king of Israel and Hezekiah was king of Judah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember Hezekiah. Yeah, so Micah was alive when Israel fell to the Assyrians. Mm, yeah, bad news. And he may even have lived through the siege of Jerusalem. Yeah, we've heard about that too. So he probably saw some of what he had warned the people about actually happening. Yeah, mm. although that was not so much fun to watch, no. Okay, yeah, got it. Thanks, Professor. Yep, thanks, Professor. So Micah... A prophet from a small rural town warning the people north and south, especially the leaders, of how God would punish their disobedience. Yeah, that's it. Very good. <laughs> okay, great. So, well, let's jump in. Now, we've had one pair of sisters read for us in the last few weeks. This week, we'll complete our second pair. And our friend Zara, that's Grace's sister, is going to take us through the first few chunks of Micah. Okay, great. Yeah, so what are we listening for, Dave? Okay, Marv, just one question, and that is, what does the Lord say that he is going to turn Samaria into? That's the capital city of Israel to the north. Okay, okay, yeah, so what will God turn Samaria into? Got it. Great. So, well, Zara, over to you. Hi, everyone. Today's reading is from Micah chapter 1, verses 1 to 7. A message from the Lord came to Micah. He was from the town of Morseth. The message came while Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah were kings of Judah. This is the vision Micah saw concerning Samaria and Jerusalem. Here is what he said. Listen to me, all you nations, earth and everyone who lives in it, pay attention. The Lord and kings will be a witness against you. The Lord will speak from his holy temple in heaven. The Lord is about to come down from his home in heaven. He rules over even the highest places on earth. The mountains will melt under him like wax near fire. The valleys will be broken apart by water rushing down a slope. All this will happen because Jacob's people have done what is wrong. The people of Israel have committed many sins. Who is to blame for the wrong things Jacob has done? Samaria. Who is to blame for the high places where Judah's people worship other gods? Jerusalem. So the Lord says... 
I will turn Samaria into a pile of trash. It will become a place of planting vineyards. I will dump its stones down into the valley and I will destroy it down to its very foundations. All the statues of Samaria's God will be broken to pieces. All the gifts its people gave to temples, prostitutes will be burnt with fire. I will destroy all the statues of its God. Samaria will collect gifts that were paid to temple prostitutes, so the Assyrians will use the gifts to pay their own temple prostitutes. Thanks, Sarah. Dave, have you noticed? Sarah doesn't smell of hay like her mom. Okay, Marv, we've got to stop this. One, I don't think Rosie smells of hay. But, okay, fine, what does Zara smell of? Well, Dave, have you ever been in a field two days after they cut the hay? Just after it's rained, when there's wind from the southwest, and a field of barley two fields over, and then a field of wheat one field after that? I don't think I have, no. Well, she smells exactly like that. Well, well, that is very specific. But, Marvin, let's get to the point. What does Micah say the Lord says he will turn Samaria into? Oh, yeah, yeah. A pile of trash, Dave. Yep, that's right. God is not messing around. The people of Israel have been sinning. They have turned away from God. They've turned to worshipping the false gods of the other nations. And so the Lord says, enough. He will destroy their statues and their temples. And Micah calls it. He's going to use the Assyrians to do it. Yikes. Yep, Micah begins with a fearful message to those who would listen. And boys and girls, we've spent the last 35 days of the podcast reading First and Second Corinthians, and we've read as Paul called the Corinthians to repent from their sins, pleading with them to love each other, pleading with them to turn from their sin and listen to the message. And over the course of the year between those two books, we saw how Paul had to suffer and struggle to try and get them to listen. Okay, yeah. So is it a different God here? In Corinth, sin is allowed to carry on, allowed to cause pain and hurt. But here, Micah says, God is just going to smash the place, turn it into trash. So what's going on? Did God change? Was he just in a bad mood when he gave Micah his message? Oh, Dave, you're trying to catch me out there, because, yeah, we know that God never changes. I mean, not ever, right? Yeah, we've talked about that before. And I don't think he has bad moods either. So no, I don't think that's it, but... Well, yeah, it's a good question. What's going on? Okay, yeah, you're absolutely right, Marvin. God doesn't change, never has, never will. And he doesn't have moods, which is a very good thing. Imagine every time you went to pray to God, you were wondering if he was in a good mood or a bad mood. Gosh, that would be scary. So no, he doesn't have moods. But yes, in Old and New Testament, we're seeing two things that are always true about God. And they don't contradict each other. They fit together. Okay, so well, what are the two things? Well, firstly, we see God's grace. He doesn't just destroy us when we sin. He could. Our sin means we deserve to be destroyed. God would be right to do it. But as we've seen, in the Old Testament, he sent not just Micah, but Isaiah, Hosea, Amos, Obadiah, and a whole load of other prophets to Israel and to Judah to warn them, to call them to righteousness, to call them back to following God. In the New Testament, we saw that he sent Paul to Corinth, when they messed up, he sent him back. And Paul didn't just shut the place down and he didn't say, enough of this, I'm done. He visited, he wrote letters, he forgave them. He continued to love the people there, even when they disobeyed him and God. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I see grace in both. So what's the other thing? Well, we also see that God is righteous and holy. Yes, he is gracious. 
He is patient with us. He is faithful to forgive us our sins. His mercy is new every single morning. But we also have to remember that our God is fearsomely holy. He will not permit sin to go on forever. Sin will be punished. Ultimately, God will completely destroy sin and those who stand against him forever. So when we see God judging sin like he did in Micah's time, we shouldn't question, hmm, how come he's doing that? We should be amazed that he was so patient that he didn't do it much sooner. And we should be just as amazed that he doesn't punish us for our sins the way those sins deserve. And most of all, we should be amazed that God took that fearsome holy wrath that our sins deserved and he poured it out on his own son on the cross so that we would not be destroyed. Okay, so yeah, God is gracious and God is holy. Yeah, kind of always both, right? That's it. Always the same, unchanging, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Okay, got it. So today, boys and girls, remember who our God is, the awesome, holy creator of the universe, the one who with a word can turn a city into a pile of trash, the one who will destroy sin and death once and for all. And then, boys and girls, thank him for his love and grace for adopting sinners like us, sinners who deserve to be destroyed, but instead bringing us into his family to be his sons and daughters who will reign with him forever. Oh, moo. Yeah, that's big stuff, Dave. Gosh, God is good. All the time, Marv. And, you know, I think that's not a bad opening for Micah, but we're definitely out of time. So we'll be back tomorrow for a Micah Moosday Tuesday. Oh, yeah, it's fun to see. Micah Moosday Tuesday. Perfect. All right. Well, bye, everyone. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and Josh. For more information and further resources, visit woodendonkey.org.